your vote matters because it is your individual, unique perspective being cast in ballot form. Hi guys, and welcome to the What Else Podcast. My name is Sarah, and by listening to this podcast, we have now become best friends. And as best friends do, here we talk about life, ask interesting questions, and open up the floor to learn what else is out there. Before we get started, be a pal and subscribe to the podcast and give it a five-star rating, because that is what friends do, and by doing so, you give someone else a better chance of finding it. All right, friend, let's get into the episode. you'll just give an overview of who you are, what you do. Um, I know that's a lot, but, um, you know, let us know a little bit about you. And then I got definitely have a few questions for you. Awesome. Absolutely. <clears throat> so my name is Lauren Harper and I am CEO of a political and public affairs consulting firm called City Bright, where we do work with largely political and nonprofit clients um, for campaigns and for public awareness campaigns. Um, so it's been very fun. Um, I also am a co-founder and senior advisor for Secure the Ballot, which is a nonprofit that works to register to vote and engage with um, particularly black, brown, and rural Americans to get them registered to vote and um, engage civically in their communities. Um, and I think those are the only two that <laughs> yeah. really are relevant here. Wow. Yeah. I've seen your all your posts on both sides and I cannot, I mean, you seem so busy. You're doing such amazing things. I love that everything you do seems very purposeful. It is very purposeful. Um, and it's very inspiring. Can you tell us a little bit more about City Bright, um, and how that got started? Um, like the mission of that, um, all of that. Yeah, totally. Um, that's a good question. So I actually started City Bright when I was still working for Mayor Benjamin um, here in Columbia. He's um, mayor of Columbia. Um, and I worked for him for three years as his um, communication and policy advisor. And just was, you know, feeling like I was going to do something different. I just didn't know exactly what it was and was praying about it and felt led to start a, um, a company, um, a consulting firm. And I was like, okay, God, I don't know what I'm doing and why I'm starting it, but I'll just start it, you know, just start. That's the biggest thing is just starting, right? Um, so I started in October, 2018. So we're actually coming up on our two year anniversary in like two weeks, which would be wow. fun. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited about that. Yeah. And, um, you know, we've been able to do some really fun work, particularly with young people. Um, we have this newsletter called, uh, circle up where we work to make sure that young people know what's going on in South Carolina. They understand what's going on at the state house and their local elections and, you know, November of 2020 and just, you know, just general things that people don't really think about, particularly when it comes to, um, you know, their day-to-day -day lives, you know, like, did you know that your county councilman has this effect on your life and your city councilman has this effect on your life? So we try to keep, we try to keep young people engaged because, you know, we're all young. I'm a millennial and um, the girls I work with are Gen Z. So we want to make sure that our peers know what's going on. Yeah. I, I love your newsletter letter and yeah. everything. Um, that, that I know that you're going to have a lot of resources that you're going to share. You are such a resource in yourself in yourself. So we'll have all of your stuff linked. Um, anybody who's listening, if you say something, you're like, Oh my gosh, I need to get on that. Like we will have it for you. Awesome. Um, 
So you work a lot mainly with um, educating and I guess like bringing politics to young voters, um, helping with registration and helping with awareness and all that kind of stuff. Can you talk about the importance of that? Because I think now it's becoming so imperative and there's a lot more messaging about young voters coming out and especially with the upcoming election. But that was not a message that I was seeing, you know, a couple years ago. um, and, it, and why is that so important? Why is this particular generation or these generations so important to be active? Yeah, uh, another great question. So there's a there's a voter file in South Carolina that campaigns use. And so one day I was just kind of, you know, looking in the voter file for demographic information um, and found that literally a third of our electorate is between the ages of 18 and 40, which is, you know, encompasses both Gen Z and millennial generations. And I was like, wow that's a lot of people. That's literally a million people in the state who are in that demographic. And so, you know, obviously a lot of people try to get older people to vote for them because they're a very reliable uh, voter voter demographic. But if we were able to encompass younger people, and it's not like, you know, you know, super young people, like just 18 year olds, it's, you know, people who are 35, people who are 25, people who are, you know, in all these ages in between. Um, and so if we can do a good job of making sure that we are not only engaging with these demographics, but also understanding what they are interested in, what they um, want to see in an elected official. Um, my firm actually has a survey out right now um, is trying to get people to tell them about their political preferences from the perspective of, like I said, young people. So it's saying, you know, you know, do you consider yourself more liberal, conservative, and all that jazz? So that's been a fun uh, resource that I definitely will share with you when we get the results on it. Um, yeah. But it's, I think it's just important for us to be engaged um, because, you know, for so so many reasons. Like I could name a, a laundry list of reasons, but largely because the more educated we are about things, the more engaged we'll be about them. You know, so you know, knowledge is literally power. So if you if you understand uh, what's going on, you'll be more inclined to have an opinion about it at that matter. You know, some people are like, well, I don't care about politics. I don't understand. It's confusing. Well, it's confusing for a reason. It's made by design. People don't want people to engage in politics because then they'll see, you know, there's stuff going on and you have to be held accountable. Elected officials are public servants. They're held accountable every two, four or six years when they get reelected. Um, but a lot of people just kind of vote for them and then forget about them. And that's not how democracy should work. So I wanted to make sure that people are engaged um, throughout the year, every year. Yeah. So how do, how, how do we um, become educated? Like, how do we get that awareness? Because I think there's two sides. One, I, you know, I remember there was a time that I, I was like, I don't like politics because it was confusing. It was overwhelming. And I didn't like discussing it because I felt uneducated and that can make you feel very vulnerable. And then when we go out right now, have you seen The Social Dilemma? Have you watched it on Netflix? This is I haven't watched it yet. Oh my girl, you have to watch it. I know, I know. I watched it last night. So that's, this is like what's pushing this, but, um, Now it's so hard, even when you go out and try to get information, um, media is so skewed on either side. It's very hard. It used to be that there was definite sources of news and information that you could trust. And that's not necessarily the case anymore, um, at least not for everything. And I think that's something that you're definitely trying to change. So how can someone who is literally starting from the bottom, they're like, I don't even know who these people are. How can they, you know, get educated enough to be confident in their vote? Yeah, that's a, an excellent question. I understand the frustration. I haven't watched Social Dilemma, but I've seen kind of like what it's about. And that's that's like so discouraging. Like I, I, I really, I feel people when they say like, what the heck is going on, you know? Um, and that's why I find it so important for 
uh, people, like regardless of your age, to have friends who are different, if that makes sense. And like as crazy that sounds, like it really is the most effective way to be engaged because if you are informed for that matter, um, because obviously, you know, news is one thing, but sentiment is another thing. You know, like if you have friends who are Republicans, Democrats, if you have friends who are single issue voters um, and voters who are, you know, going to vote blue no matter who. And regardless of whatever, like if you surround yourself with people who think differently than you, um, you'll be able to have a good perspective of what America feels like, what your state feels like, what your state thinks like. Um, and I know that's difficult. Like, I'm not telling people that, you know, go find friends like right now. Like, I know that's difficult because, you know, especially now we're in COVID, like we can't really make new friends that easily. Um, but, you know, social media, you know, even with, you know, networking on, you know, Instagram or whatever. Um, but, you know, just think outside of your little bubble. And I think that that's something that we need to be doing regardless of whether it's politics or not. Just because for, like I said, social uh, sentiment, you know, uh, with everything that's been happening this year, if you only are going off of what your friends think about something, you're probably going to have a perspective that is, you know, very different from a lot of other people. So um, I hope that answers your question. Um, but yeah. I, I really, I hope that, you know, people think outside of themselves and also surround themselves with different people, because that's the only way that this country is going to be unified is if we can be with other people. No, I think that answers that question perfectly. And that encompasses a lot. When you go to, when you go to watch Social Dilemma, you'll see that they actually touch on that point quite a bit. And that's a recommendation that they do. And there's a lot of, um, of course, issues that they talk about. And it's mainly about big tech companies and then social media and how that's affecting. But then also part of that effect is, um, we all know this, say if we're on TikTok, if we're on Instagram, what you like and what you engage with um, you know, that's stuff that you, you genuinely like. And so they're going to show you that more, but this has really created a world where you are then surrounded by things that only you like, you yeah. only see the messaging that you want to see. And humans are always, you know, they have a tendency to hear what they want to hear, see what they want to see. And now it's, um, it's, it's ingrained in the literal algorithm, you know, the things yeah. that we see and we watch, um, yeah. that's what's fed to us because we like it. And, and, you know, I don't think, the intent of that was bad, but that is something that we need to be aware of. And yeah. so going out and finding, oh, you actively finding people who are saying something that you don't agree with and yeah. then willing to converse about it. Absolutely. Conversations are going to be important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now let's take a quick break for a very special non-sponsor, Novice Studios. Novice Studios is a production company helping small business owners transform their digital presence from amateur to authority. They offer content strategy and consulting, video production, and content launches. And if you're looking to launch your YouTube channel or podcast, you need to talk to Kristen. Kristen is the only reason that this podcast is a thing. The fact that it goes up and my sound sounds good. And if you enjoy this podcast, she's the reason that you enjoy it. I cannot recommend Kristen at Novice Studios enough. They are the only people that you need to talk to about video and audio production. If you want to check them out, go to novicestudiosclt.com. That is novicestudiosclt.com. So, so with that said, going to vote, um, voting regulations right now and voting policies have changed a little bit, absentee is a little bit more available. Can you give a brief on how people can vote, um, how they can find if they're registered? Um, I know yeah. that's like a big question, but just a little overview for the people who are now like, oh my gosh, like I'm motivated. I want to try. How do I do so? 
Yeah, for sure. So you can check your voter registration status um, online. Um, I don't know if your viewers are largely in South Carolina or other places, but depending on your state, um, you can check it on your state's um, voter elections website. Ours in here in South Carolina is scvotes.gov. Um, and then, of course, secure the ballot. We make it easy where you can text the word verify to 56525 to get verified if your voter registration, or you can text the word vote to get um, registered to vote. But, you know, obviously the voter registration period for the November 3rd election has ended on October 5th. So, you know, voting for next year obviously is important. Um, and then voting right now, we are all able to here in South Carolina vote absentee without an excuse. Every other year, you would have to have an excuse of saying, oh, I'm in school, so I have to vote absentee, or oh, I'm in the military, so I have to vote absentee, or I have to work. Um, but this year is no excuse, so you can vote um, in-person absentee, which is, um, you know, go, going to your um, county voter registration office or even some of the satellite locations they have um, and voting in person. Uh, or you can vote absentee via mail, but you have to submit an application um, to do that. So make sure you get your application submitted by October 24th here in South Carolina. And then mail it back as soon as possible if you're going to mail it or drop it off in person. Um, ideally, you drop it off just because USPS has been a little slow. I'm not blaming them. They got their issues, so we're going to pray for them. Um, but yeah, and then I think that's I think that's the gist of voting this year. Make sure you vote um, absentee by November 2nd. You can vote until 7 p.m. on November 3rd. That's when the polls close. Um, if you're in line um, at seven o'clock, you can still vote. So don't leave the line. If you, you know, get to the polls on November 3rd and you're like, Oh, it's too late. I'm it's, you know, six forty-five, and I've been here for 20 minutes. No, it's, it's fine. You can still vote if you're in line. Um, if that's the case. So, and this is, I'm about to ask like very basic question. Cause this is something that I was looking at for absentee in person. Um, mm -hmm. I was looking that up and I was like, Oh, I can just go do uh, you need to reserve anything or, you know, do anything online or is it kind of like when you go to vote, like on November 3rd, you go, you stand in line, you say, you know, here's my stuff and then you vote. Can I or anyone do that now by just going to their office and saying, all right, I'm here, I'm ready and yep. vote? Just, yep, just go. So technically you have to apply to vote in person absentee, but you can do that when you get there. So like when you get to the polls on, say you go tomorrow, you can go stand in line. They'll make you probably do an absentee ballot. I mean, um, absentee application when you get there, but you still would be able to vote that same day. That, I'm so glad that you told me that. My plan was to go tomorrow, but I was like, I need to figure, because it just seemed too easy. You never think that these things, some things are sometimes they're that easy. <laughs> So I was like, I need to make sure. So um, when you're when you're you know you, you're educating yourself on on the policies and you're looking at all these things, um, how do you? And this is very based on opinion, um, but how do you? I guess pick the best candidate for you because people will throw out issues and policies and you know, oh, I'm voting them because of this one thing, or I'm voting them because of these million things. And sometimes it can be a lot to look at. And just even mm -hmm. from a basic level, how do you say, okay, like, how do you narrow all the noise once you've yeah. found the truth on each candidate? That is an awesome question. So that's also one of the questions we asked in our survey too, is like, what do you look for in a candidate? Um, but in terms of what you go after for who you want to vote for, Obviously, the United States is a two-party system, largely. You know, sometimes we have independent voter, um, independent candidates, and sometimes we have, like, libertarian or constitution candidates, but they're usually not candidates with a lot of momentum behind them. So we largely vote Democrat or Republican. So from there, um, you don't have to choose, you know, just because they're Democrat, you vote for them, or just because they're Republican, you vote for them. You can vote off of what matters to you. So, you know, for example, I found out recently my little brother is really interested in gun 
um, gun laws. Um, and he's like, you know, I'm more of a moderate, um, you know, liberal person. So, you know, I don't want people to just take the guns away. And I was like, that's awesome. Um, so, you know, he goes vote, goes to vote. He might be fixing to, you know, vote for someone who's going to have more relaxed um, policy stance on gun reform, you know? So, you know, I used to work for Beto O'Rourke, who is, you know, a really big on, you know, gun reform. And he was like, you cannot have an AK-47 in the United States. And so my brother probably would not vote for better. You know, it's like little stuff like that. But that, if, if that's what matters to you, you know, some people, their, 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 their topic is student loan debt. Are you going to expunge my student loan debt? Are you going to, um, you know, legalize um, marijuana in the state? Whatever it is. Or some people are like, I'm not a single issue voter. I'm going to vote for who uh, I just want to see in office. Some people are like, I want to vote for somebody who looks like me. I want to vote for a woman. I'm tired of seeing old white men, so I'm not going to vote for an old white man. I literally hear people say these things, you know, mm -hmm. so it's like, it's just a matter of what is your preference and then goes down to, it's kind of like dating, you know, like not like you want to date crazy all the time like that, but it's like, what do you look for in someone? You know, I look for someone who's kind and compassionate. Okay, well then, is your candidate kind of compassionate? You know, it's like things like that, like what, what matters to you? Um, and then of course, every candidate has... Um, most of their issues listed on their website. So you can go on there, see if your um, ideals and your ideologies are aligned with who they are and what they're going to put forth. And then you have to remember like genuinely that even if you're not a hundred percent in line with them, doesn't mean you can't vote for them. Right. You know, a lot of people have been really frustrated by having to vote for Joe Biden. If they're voting for Democrat, um, a de the democratic candidate this year, um, you don't have to be in love with Joe Biden. Nobody's expecting you to be in love with Joe Biden. You know, we're not expecting that, but what we are asking is, you know, and I'm not telling you to vote for Joe Biden. I'm just saying, just generally, I'm saying like, if you are interested in voting um, for a new president or for a new congressman or whoever it is, don't go off of, you know, like, oh, like they're, they're going to do this and they're going to like go off of what you are, are hoping to see happen if they are elected. If you know that um, uh, Joe Biden is definitely going to do something with student loan debt and student loan debt and President Trump is not, then go with whoever you feel is most going to help you in your perspective from there. And obviously it's easier when you get lower down the ballot because, you know, at the top of the ballot, you can do a whole bunch of stuff there. Like you can, everything is at hand, but at the bottom of the ballot, if you're voting for a county council person, you know, what matters to you in your county? What matters to you in your city? What matters to you at the state house or state Senate level? Um, you know, is your state Senator going to help with infrastructure for your county? You know, like, oh, the roads here are terrible. Well, my candidate wants to fix roads here in, um, you know, Charleston County. So I'm going to vote for that person. Or my candidate wants to um, raise the hospitality tax um, in the county for that I'm living here in Charleston. So I'm going to vote for that. I'm not going to vote for that. So just, I mean, it's so many issues and it's so difficult. And I'm not saying that it's easy by any means because it's hard for me sometimes. But, um, you know, just go off of what you think you could align yourself with the most. That's such good advice. I like that you compared it to dating. And um, <laughs> that survey, is that, that's a survey that you sent me that you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was actually yes. really interesting because, um, yeah, you did ask, like, what do you look for? And it made, it, I was sort of forced to pick, like, a couple. I was like, oh, you know what? I've never really narrowed down everything for myself about what are the best issues. Because it's just like anything in life. Like, you cannot look at everything all at once. And yeah. as much as we would like to, and like you'd like to build like the perfect emoji candidate like that's not right. nothing that's the whole point of democracy is that yeah. you know everybody kind of gets their gets to put in their hand and sometimes you're not always going to like what's there but you want to put in what you care about to the best yeah. of your ability exactly. um 
And it was so, in the more I do research and um, like the bottom of the ballot, county council and senators, I am realizing that it seems to me that those are probably the most overlooked, maybe not like senators, but especially like the county members, um, yeah. most overlooked, but they have, what I see is like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, like the most direct power on the things I'm complaining about. Yeah, exactly. You know, we always point to the big guy, point to the big guy. And of course they have a lot of um, influence on many, many things, but especially yeah. in March and April and uh, all the things that were happening yeah. with COVID and, and, you know, state policy, but then also the Black Lives Matter movement and everybody's talking yeah. about systematic change. And then we're having a lot of conversation about different um, you know, systems and policies. And when I looked yep. at them, I was like, oh, this is a county thing. You know, mm-hmm. this is a much smaller, uh, a th- like a big issue to me, but I'm not looking at the right people. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. And even like thinking about your governor, I think a lot of people realize this year that, oh my gosh, governors matter because some states had COVID restrictions up and down. Like you couldn't leave the house without nothing, but some states, you could go anywhere you wanted to without a mask. And it's just like, oh my gosh, like governors matter. Like I said, state legislature matters. Like, and it also depends on the branch too. Like, you know, this is also not like a super easy topic to talk about either, but you know, the governor is more of like the executive of the state or like the president of the state for that matter. And then a mayor is also like the executive of the state. So they can do things or say things or pass ordinances differently than say the county council or say the state house and um, Senate. Um, you know, the legislative branch is the people who are writing the laws and passing the laws. Um, and then, you know, usually it's more of uh, the, the executive who's either signing off on or vetoing um, programs and things like that. I mean, laws and things like that. So you also have to look at it in that end. Like, what do I need done that can be done in a legislative or an executive position? Yeah. Oh, this has been awesome. And I will, I, um, I know that we have to make sure that we're staying on time, but I, I want to leave us with one more question. Why, why does our vote matter? Why does each person's individual mo- vote matter? Oh man, the million dollar question. No. Your vote matters because it is your individual, unique perspective being cast in ballot form, right? because no one thinks exactly like you. Every person is unique and individual. So if you are not voting, you're failing to present what you believe is important um, on the ballot that day. And you know, people can say all they want about like, oh, the system's rigged. Okay, yeah, there is issues. There are issues with our, 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 the way that we do things here in America. I'm not gonna say that there aren't, but you voting, particularly at the local level, People in county council, city council, state house, state house and senate matter, they will win by 200 votes. If 200 people decided their vote didn't matter, somebody else might lose. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's just so many different things. And then even when it comes down to the presidency, you know, if you, you, you help win a precinct, okay, this precinct went, went red or went blue. Okay, that means that this county went red or went blue. Okay, that means that this congressional district went red or went blue. And that means, oh, this state went red or went blue. Like, every vote matters because it's all building up to something. It's all building up to whether you're going to vote for a Republican or Democratic candidate. It's all building up to whether you're going to elect new change or old change um, or, you know, keep the standard or the status quo. Um, So I can say this a million different ways, but I just want people to feel like they're empowered by just using their voice in, in voting. 
Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you for coming on the podcast. This is going to be so valuable. Um, For everyone listening, we're going to have all the links uh, down below with the newsletter for Circle Up SC, um, links to City Bright, link to Secure the Ballot. There is a lot of resources out there, and Lauren does a fantastic job at uh, really giving it straight to you and making it as easy as possible. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Sarah. I love it. I love the conversation. Thank you so much for listening to the What Else podcast. And if you liked this episode, then I've got a small to-do list for you. Uh, First of all, go ahead and screenshot this episode right now and post it on your Instagram stories and tag me at Sarah E. Boss. And I can go ahead and repost your post and that helps others find the podcast as well. And give me a review on Apple Podcasts. That is a huge help with letting others find the podcast and also become best friends. So don't be selfish. And finally, if you want to subscribe to my blog to get even more content, you can at sarahebossblog.com. All right, guys, I will see you in the next episode.